0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 38 of the Big Fly Pod with your co hosts C.M. And TILU. KMA is out of office here today. Uh, work in the teaching life has a lot going on. Of course, deserves a little break from the podcast, but we welcome back an absolute legend. My partner in crime at the start of this whole thing. C.M., it's good to have you back, brother. How you been? How's life? Tell everybody, all our listeners. All our loyal, uh, loyal res- listeners, what's been going on,
1: dude? It's it's good. It's been I've been super busy as of late with a lot of stuff rolling in in the office. Um So that's why I've been kind of out for a little while. But I am excited to be back here with you, T. Lou, and to get some you know some good baseball talking and take a little break from what's been keeping me, you know, super, super busy for the last handful of weeks.
0: Well, buddy, you've had a lot going on. Um, and and we appreciate the fact that, uh, you're still willing to be a part of this and everything. Cause I know you and I, uh, started this from the beginning and I know that again, you have a lot going on. We all have uh, a lot of things going on and this is just something we do for fun at the end of the day. Um, and we can all agree on that. I mean, it's kind of been sort of insanity um since you were since you were last on from the trade deadline and all those uh all the all the different moves that were made where teams now stack up. We've gotten from the Mariners being ten and a half games out of the division lead to now leading and in, in a dog fight right now against the A's. Uh bottom of the ninth, second and third now, uh, with uh two outs with uh Juanio Suarez up, uh down three one against the A's. But besides that, we've had the drama now with the Angels, of course, from everything, you know, obviously that that's been horrible Uh, in regards to what's happened with Shohei Ohtani and then, of course, Mike Trout. That's been very, very depressing. The Brewers went on a nine-game winning streak that ended tonight, but still an exciting time for them and sort of crazy things all across the league. Uh, CM, I think the biggest news we start off with, though, is what happened with the Angels. Of course, Shohei Ohtani out with a torn UCL, but has not sidelined him from being a hitter but will sideline a lot of that cash that he could have gotten for uh, in free agency if he were healthy going into it. And, of course, Mike Trout still dealing with uh, his hand issue, uh, came back off the IL and then went right back onto it after just one game. Um, the biggest news pretty much probably in quite some time, But today, they uh, Jeff Passan uh, reported that the Los Angeles Angels have placed starter Lucas Giolito, relievers Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall Grichik on waivers. It's I, I to be an Angels fan and to deal with the roller coaster that has been the last couple of years. You know, with Mike Trout, Mike Trout signing the long-term deal. They bring in Shohei. Shohei's been a phenomenon. Changed the landscape of baseball. Things are going iffy for them this year. They decided to go all out at the trade deadline with a lot of those pieces that we mentioned there in, uh who they put on waivers. And now, all of a sudden, uh, it's back to square one for this ball club. And, obviously, likely Shohei gone at the end of the year. I mean, your initial thoughts on that when you saw – that tweet that came into our fantasy baseball group chat and what that means for, for the angels moving forward.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it
0: is. I don't know what they're,
1: they're doing. I mean, well, I mean, I guess I kind of understand, you know, you're sort of on the outside looking in right now on that wild card spot. Um, You know, you two superstar players go down. It's, Pretty much slim to none to get in, and so I guess you just try and you know. up oh, and Henio Suarez just struck out, <laughs> and uh, the A's held one and one. But I think that you know. Then I guess what they're trying to do is just clear, clear a little bit of room and try and recoup a little bit of money to maybe make a push to keep Shohei there in the off season, even though it, you know, at this point, it's probably, probably slim to none, but with him needing to have Tommy John surgery at some point here in the near future, you know, that might decrease his value quite a bit um, and give them maybe a shot to land him and give him that, you know, year to rehab and then come back. But it's just strange to me that, you know, three out of those five guys that they put on waivers today, they just moved some guys for at the trade deadline a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I know Gritchik and it is, he's in a contract year. Giolito is in a contract year. So it's a little strange if, you know, you don't want to try and re-sign those guys in the offseason um, if you just traded for them, but it's it's really a head-scratching move. Um, but, you know, with them, too, I mean, the White Sox did something similar today as well with Clevenger, and, you know, they tossed Clevenger on the waiver wire as well, so I guess these some of these teams that are really falling out of the hunt by any means are just deciding to sort of offload um, you know, whatever they can and try and get a little bit of money back to maybe play with in November.
0: It's sad, man. It really is. I I, I you know, there's a podcast out there that um, it's called locked on Angels and it's two brothers that run it and just incredibly knowledgeable about the Los Angeles Angels and have stayed committed to that organization. And you just kind of, you just see through their podcast, or you hear through their podcast, excuse me, just the waves of what they're dealing with and how you have two of the most generational or, or top-level generational baseball players that we've ever seen in Mike Trout and Shoei Otani, and you can't figure it out. And the fact is, too, is that, Both those guys are loved in the clubhouse, great leaders. Hell, they were the leaders of both their countries for the World Baseball Classic. And the fact is, is that your organization cannot figure out how to put a a sufficient ball club on the field. I know that the Houston Astros have been the, you know, the cream of the crop there at the top of the um, AL West for quite a few years here, but you're telling me that you can't find another opportunity in through the wild card. That's where I'm sort of shocked and you haven't seen Mike Trout in the playoffs for over uh, seven years, which is just mind boggling in itself. But I think staying in the AOS CM, I mean, it's truly remarkable what the Mariners have done. You know, they made the deadline deal to send uh, Paul Seawald to arizona and you and people saw that and said well then now ty france is gonna go and and other players on the roster are gonna go as well and turns out they kept all those guys and everybody kind of wondered what was gonna happen but andres munoz is that dude Uh, he's turned into their uh, dynamite of a closer for them josh rojas has become a great uh role player for them actually more of a starter on their lineup wasn't starting the lineup tonight Against the A's, but he's been sufficient. Um, but they were just on a nine game winning or a excuse me, not nine game winning streak, but nine of one in their last 10 before tonight. So nine and two are now eight and two. But now the Texas Rangers have gone three and seven in their last 10. Uh, for right now, after tonight's game, the Mariners will, of course, be tied with Texas. Um, and likely Houston as well, depending on how these standings shake up. But just watching what the Mariners have done, dude, are they are are they simply like for the last like three to four years been the best ball club in August? Am I like August and September? Haven't they just been incredible during those spans over the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, they have been. I mean, this is the time when they start to turn it up a bit and really get them put themselves in a position to contend for a wildcard spot and you know I think we we were all pretty much in agreement at the top of the season that Seattle might you know be able to actually win this division and now you know like you said they're going to be in a in a battle here for you know they'll be in a three-way tie for first place In the division right now as we start to turn the calendars into the the last month of the season and this is you know what they have been doing is kind of being a a bit mediocre till the all-star break and then after the all-star break they turn up the heat and make some noise in that western division and it looks like this year is going to be no different than the last couple like you mentioned and they are really starting to make that push and get get some things clicking for them that's going to I think help them be playing into you know the second week of October.
0: I, I agree and, and and my thinking is too is like yeah, even if they do get into a wild card spot, I mean Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, George Kirby for your three game set. I, I don't I don't see how any team has a shot against that against that squad I just don't um Matt brash of course has also been a, a very very successful starter for them this year as well and so um and, and uh I believe did Bryce Miller get hurt I can't remember if I saw a report on that
1: um I'm not sure he's I actually
0: like, I think he's fine I think he I think there. I think that was a little. That was back in July or June. Okay. Um. But you have those three guys, and then in a five-game set in the ALDS, you're trying to win three of them. So you have those three guys going. I don't know, man. It, it looks like a ball club that can easily, easily make the ALCS. And I, and I say easily, and I know that's a bold term. Because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to obviously that offense. Can they come up with a big spark? But Julio Rodriguez is a big moment player. Uh, You have Juanio Suarez, who struck out tonight in that big moment, but has has relished in that new in, in a new opportunity with Seattle over the last few years and. Um, guys like Josh Rojas that have come in, you start to see how this ball club can really come together. Cal Raleigh has hit like something like eighteen or something like twelve over twelve to fifteen bombs in the last month or so. He's been remarkable. Ty France is an excellent player as well. JP Crawford is an amazing shortstop for them. It's an exciting team, man. And I really do hope that they can pull it together because that team is so much fun to watch. And Seattle is just a incredible ballpark, man. It's, it's just an incredible place to play, and I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. So. Yeah, yep,
1: yeah, I am too. It's going to be – I think that AL race is going to be um, pretty exciting as we get down here into the last four weeks of the season.
0: Absolutely, man. And looking right now, um, looking at the AL wild card, uh, Tampa Bay at the top, they're two behind – Baltimore in the in a division race. Um, or excuse me, let's let's confirm there what they're where they're at. So they are currently, yeah, two and a half back of Baltimore. Let's say right now that Baltimore does come through and win. So you have Tampa Bay uh up five and a half on the set on second place, which would be Seattle and Texas. So Seattle and Texas right now, or Houston, depending upon who comes out. So That's pretty crazy, but basically, right now we have Seattle, Texas, and Houston tied for the top of the division. One, of course, either you know, two of those teams will likely get in. But now you also you also have Toronto, who is three and a half back. So while many thought that the AL East would really take care of business, being the the main uh, you know the main having the main teams in regards to the wild card we now see that seattle texas and houston are really taking that opportunity and potentially um going to come out with an absolute battle here and, and and what's great is is that we may see all three teams in the playoffs which i believe you know while texas has really struggled of late you know jace jung getting injured was a horrible injury for them because now they've had to restructure their lineup around that because he was so pivotal in the middle of the order for them so very very fun to watch i think we flip it over though to the nl wild card which has been uh stressful in itself on me every single night basically right now philly is up uh five games in regards to the top wild card standings at 74 and 58 but of course my cubbies right now in lone second place a game up on arizona at 69 and 63 Uh, They're going to be losing probably tonight here to the Dodgers. They're down nine to one in the uh, top of the ninth. So if right now after this game, we're likely going to see San Francisco now in the third spot, Arizona will drop down to the fourth spot. Cincinnati would be at 68 to 66. They're around two games out. Uh, Miami is three games out. And then, of course, uh, the rest of the squads, uh, including San Diego, Washington, New York Mets, um, are basically all out of the race. Have you kept up with this rate? Uh, this uh, wild card race because it's just been incredibly stressful for me, and I I don't know why I put myself through it.
1: Yeah, I have definitely been keeping up with it, and I know you've been watching it for uh, you know the Cubs, obviously, but I've been keeping an eye on it because of that Giants and Diamondbacks race. Just being an NL West guy and having those two teams, you know, I'm always. I'm always pretty high on San Francisco, no matter what. I think that they do a pretty good job of um, putting together a good, you know, roster to be in contention um every year. And that this year has been no different. So I caught caught some flack for it, you know, at the beginning of the year saying that the Giants would be a a team to look out for that could sneak their way into the playoffs. And I think that they are going to eventually overtake Arizona um, in that wild card spot and really kind of solidify themselves as an October ball club.
0: And I couldn't agree with you more. Alex Cobb, of course, tonight. Another big story that what were, almost became our top story as we rolled right into this episode. Uh, but Alex, Alex Cobb. Pitching a nine-inning uh, complete game performance, unfortunately wasn't a shutout, but came, had a no-hitter into, with eight and two-thirds uh, before Spencer Steer hit a double into the gap uh, and ended up scoring the first run of that game for the Reds. But the Giants have just been an incredible squad this year. I saw some stats the other day. They talked about you know how um, you know Tyro Estrada and some of the guys that they have in that infield um, are elite uh, when it comes to uh, defensive rankings and and their ability to abilities to do uh, what they can with the glove are, is remarkable. And of course their ground ball rate being top five in the league, all these things are adding up. This organization simply puts out a product that is going to match the strategy of what they're trying to do. And they execute. And that's a, and that's a huge credit to Gabe, uh, Gabe Kepler and what they're doing over there in San Francisco. But um wasn't a ball club that people talked about except CM, and we're seeing it now. Um, and what's really interesting with this uh wild card race is what the Cubs have coming up. So, the Cubs, if I were to read you through their schedule, so coming up here, uh, is the biggest stretch of the year, of course. Uh, they finish out their last home game against Milwaukee. Tomorrow, they won tonight, lost yesterday, but of course, that's for that divisional lead. My personal opinion, CM, I wonder if you agree with me on this. I think the Brewers are going to run away with it um, just because I think that they have um, the pitching set up to do that, along with just an elite bullpen. Um, But before I get to your point, before I get to your thoughts there, uh, they have a doubleheader and uh, are four games set in total against the Reds starting Friday and then they have San Francisco for 3 at home, they have Arizona for 4, Colorado, then go to Arizona for 3, Pittsburgh at home, Colorado at home, Atlanta away and Milwaukee away. So they face majority of the teams that are in that NL wild card race and then all the other ball clubs uh the D-backs, the Reds and the Giants sort of have a uh you know cluster of teams from across the league. So it's going to kind of come down to what the Cubs do with those games and how they're able to separate themselves. Because the Cubs really, you know, of course, everyone knows that they weren't in a position at some point to even make the playoffs and were going to be sellers. And it came down to two days before when they admitted to not wanting to trade Cody Bellinger anymore and Marcus Stroman based on their position. So they had to fight back and claw back and, and did an incredible job. And now they're in a really, really tough stretch here. Um, so your thoughts there, CM, do you, as a non-Cub fan, non-Brewer fan, do you see the Brewers pulling it out or can you, can you still see the Cubs potentially coming back and taking that division?
1: Mm, I mean, I, unfortunately, I kind of think the Brewers are just going to hang on to this one and, um, you know, really be able to lock it down. As we start moving through here, Um, I I mean, I like, you know, the Cubs and their remaining schedule um, isn't terrible, but it's going to be, you know, being four games back going into September um, and a couple of those, you know, that whole NLS stretch really, um, I think is going to be a little bit tough you know the Rockies that should give you six wins five or six wins right there and you throw Pittsburgh into the mix but you know it's especially having the Braves and the Brewers to close out the season I think those you know six games or seven games however many it is are going to be tough for them um and you know and that giant series that's mixed in there too is not going to be an easy one for um for the cubs so with you know comparing that to what the brewers have i think it's going to be even though it doesn't seem like it's too much ground to cover i think that that's going to be a little bit uh a little bit more tricky um than what the brewers have especially with You know, depending on what some of these what some of these teams do with their September call ups as well, and kind of factoring that in, you know, some of these teams that are out of contention may bring up some more younger guys or get some more of these inexperienced players into ball games, and not not really care so much about the record, and that's what the Brewers have favorable to them over you know what the cubs have coming up. So I don't think it's necessarily impossible, but it's definitely going to be difficult.
0: Yeah, the cubs are going to have to have a lot of things go their way um and in the and of course you're just fighting with teams that are fighting for the exact same position that you're trying to get into, which is a wild card spot. Cuz right now, of course, the uh the Braves and and Dodgers solidify those top spots in the division. So pretty much all the, all the teams that they're going to be facing are, are going to be fighting for a, a, a spot in the wild card. And um, at the end of the day, it's all about who's getting hot at the right time. Um, The Milwaukee schedule is not too difficult either. Um, They do have to, they do face Philly um, this upcoming weekend at home, but then they get Pittsburgh and they get the Yankees and they get Miami. They get Washington, St. Louis for four Miami for three, st louis for three and then finished up with the cubs so it's not it's not the most grueling uh, schedule compared to the cubs so yes i would i would definitely agree with you there um even as being a fan that's where i'm at so we got about a few minutes we got about uh 10 minutes left here of our episode cm and i know that you uh of course your schedule and everything is crazy but i do want to get your hot takes here for the rest of the season of course we have Let's say the Braves, Dodgers, and Milwaukee pulls it out for the division. Uh, so that's our three uh, division winners. Who are you taking for your final three spots to be in the wild card right now? If we're making it realistic, it's Philly, the Cubs, San Francisco, Arizona, Cincinnati, and Miami. It, out of those six teams that you hear, who are taking those three wild card spots?
1: Hang on. Run, run me through that again one more time.
0: So you got Philly, uh, uh-huh. right now that's up about five games on the second-place team, which is the Cubs. San mm-hmm. Francisco, Arizona, which is just about a half game back, Cincinnati Reds at about two games back, and Miami at three games back.
1: Okay. So you're looking for who Who I think fills those wild-card spots?
0: Last three. Yep. All
1: right. Um, yeah, I'm thinking – you know, I think Philly holds on to their spot, and I don't think that they're not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, um, I think San Francisco is going to get in, and then that last spot, um, you know, I th- it's, it's going to hurt you, but I think I'm going to take Cincinnati to make wow. that putt and get in with, you know, with Hunter Green oh. back to healthy – And hopefully they get Jonathan India back here, Um, you know, sometime next week. I think, you know, Hunter Green's had two, I mean, abysmal performances since he's been back, but I think he'll lock it down in September. And I think with Johnny India coming back too, I think Cincinnati puts what they need to put together in order to, be that final, final wild card team.
0: I I couldn't disagree more, but I also love the hot take. Um, but I think also too, my the reason why I don't, and, and and funny enough, I'm not gonna lie to you, the most dangerous team this year the Cubs have faced besides the Braves at a certain point during the year, in my opinion, were the Reds. When they were at Wrigley and they had all the momentum in the world, Spencer Steer was like basically Ted Williams on the field with the way his approach was. But the one thing that's going to screw them now is Matt McLean just went on the IL, the 10-day oh, okay. IL. And, of course, he has just been a staple in that lineup now, Brandon Williamson, he had the chance tonight to really get a spot back for them. He's really struggled. He, I think he let up four or five. Um, didn't help that Al Cobb, of course, was on his game. But you're right. If Hunter Green, Hunter Green had two rough starts since he's came back. But once that guy flips it on and turns it on, it could it be the right time. And look, you're two games back um, of that last spot right now, which is... Still a easy easy scenario to get in. Um, we'll just have to see uh, what they have going on. Because let's see who Cincy has for the rest of the year. he, of course, do play the Cubs. Um, uh, but they finish off with San Francisco to tomorrow. Then they have the four game set uh, against the Cubs starting Friday, which is doubleheader on Friday into Saturday and Sunday. Then they have Seattle at home, St. Louis at home, Detroit, which has not been an easy opponent this year for most of the teams So the three-game set, the Mets um, away as well, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Cleveland for two, and St. Louis. So shall be interesting. Shall be interesting for sure. Um, I've got a few more minutes here, so let's check out the AL side of things. So right now pretty much our AL – Winners at this point pretty much is Minnesota and the Central. In the East, though, and the West, we still have for the East, of course, Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is currently two and a half back, so that's not solidified yet. And then in the West, we, of course, have Seattle, Texas, and Houston. So if we're looking at it right now, CM, you have, let's say, Minnesota automatically gets in. You have either Baltimore or Tampa Bay. And both of those teams will get in. So you have Baltimore, let's say, wins the East. You have Tampa Bay in the wild card. Then we have Seattle, Texas, and Houston. I guess the biggest prediction here is, is there any scenario where Toronto finds a way in? Three and a half out.
1: Um. Let me let me see. Let me take a look at
0: we got only a few minutes uh, here, so we'll have to be quick, but
1: um... Yeah, I know. Um I mean, yeah, I think that they I think they for sure could do it. Um, you know, I think they might be able to go on a little bit of a run here, especially in these next, you know, ten games um that they've got coming up. I mean you know, they finish up with Washington tomorrow, and then they play the Rockies in Colorado, Oakland in Oakland, and then Kansas City at home. Um, you know, outside of this four game set with the Rangers and then a three game set with Tampa, you know, or two three game sets with Tampa. They've got six games against New York, uh, three against Boston, and then ten against against, you know, teams that are at the bottom of the barrel in their divisions. So I think that, you know, if Toronto can close the year at, uh you know, maybe 18 and 10 or something like that, I think that they would have a chance to get in. And another team, you know, one of these teams is going to have a hiccup somewhere that is fighting for that wildcard spot. So, yeah, I think Baltimore uh, – sorry, Toronto – could put it together and make a push to be that sixth team in the AL
0: if Toronto's getting in who's out Seattle Texas or Houston
1: uh i'm going to i think probably Texas
0: it's 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 brutal but i was I was going to say the exact same mm-hmm. thing because I just don't think that they are meshing well at all and they're just not they're just not finding a way.
1: They yeah. They no, just... they're hitting, you know, they're hitting this skit at the wrong time and going into September is not when you want to do that and blowing, you know, blowing the lead that you blew in the division. And know that, you know, that takes it out of you mentally as well. So they could just keep Gradually declining Absolutely
0: Absolutely Well CM thanks so much for joining tonight man I know that you're super busy And I'm glad that we were able to do this um, This is the most exciting time of the year Football starts up It's not Fully fall yet But it's starting to get there Baseball is about to roll into October For playoffs I mean it's incredible, man. It's incredible. Yep. It's the best time of the year. It's the best We're right best time there. Time of the year, bro. Uh, last year we started this during the World Series. Um, of course, this year we'll have, uh, of course, some more takes and and ability to re- uh, preview the playoffs. And it's at this point, it's going to come down to the last day, and that's the most exciting part about uh, baseball is that things can change in a dime.